Hello, and welcome to Beyond Consulting, brought to you by ECA Partners, the only podcast dedicated to helping our listeners navigate the wide variety of options they have after a career in consulting. I'm Ken Canera, host of Beyond Consulting and CEO of ECA Partners, a specialized project staffing and executive search firm focused on former management consultants and private equity. Each week, I host guests that have spent time in consulting and made some sort of a pivot or a career change. And the goal is really to help our audience understand all the options they have available to them and ideally learn from our guests, both in terms of what they did right and things they wish they would have done differently. Today, we welcome Ryan Starks to the studio. Ryan is the Director of Marketing for Cuventus, the leading system for care operations. Before Cuventus, Ryan spent time leading strategic initiatives for both Stanford Healthcare as well as various startups. Prior to that, he was a consultant for both InnoSight and Booz and & Company. He also holds an MBA from Harvard Business School. Ryan, thanks so much for joining today. Thanks so much for having me, Ken. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, Ryan, th- this is actually a long time coming. Um, I, I, How long have we known each other? I think we've known each other for over a decade. I guess it was, you know, way back at the start of our careers in Dubai when we first met. Yeah, that that's right, actually. So, well, was it Dubai or Kuwait where we first met? It may have been Kuwait, actually, on a client, some client work there. Okay, so 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 for those of you that don't know, so Ryan and I got. We actually met in the Middle East. Um, I think at a um, at a at a buffet in it was either Dubai or Kuwait. I can't remember now. But um, but Ryan was my was my first real friend in in the Middle East. It was definitely a buffet, and it was probably a, a, a sushi counter, you know, as well. Um, it, Ken, I know uh, you and I spent tons of time uh, searching for the best sushi all over the Middle East, and um, that was you know you could have probably had a blog uh, on that at some point. Yeah, actually, actually, I, I did, I did, but I won't reveal what that, what that blog, uh, what that blog is, uh, uh, mainly to protect the guilty. Um, but no, Ryan, really, really appreciate you uh, joining uh, the podcast today. I, th- I think we've got um, a lot to laugh about, but uh, some interesting kind of topics for our us- or our listeners. You know, in terms of today, was really hoping to kind of cover first Cuventus you know, what it is the company does, what you do for them, um, and then kind of venture into your past in, in strategy and consulting um, and and share really kind of like with our listeners what what you learned and kind of how you transitioned to, to get there. And then we can kind of wrap things up uh, after that. But um, I guess starting out, what what is Cuventus and what do you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. So Cuventus is an enterprise automation software company that uses AI and machine learning to help hospitals automate their care operations. And so if you've you know, ever experienced a delay kind of waiting in the emergency department or you, know, you or a loved one has been in the hospital and you know, has been ready to go home, but that's been delayed, or you know, you've waited you know, for surgery um, you know, because there wasn't a, a slot available, those are the types of operational challenges that we help hospitals and health systems solve. Um, and so we have a you know, to, to do that, we provide uh, an automation platform um, that integrates with hospital um, electronic health records, um, uses AI, machine learning, um, and then you know, we have best practice solutions to help hospitals address specific problems in their inpatient um, settings, emergency departments, perioperative settings. Um, and then we also provide you know, a services layer on top of that to help um, help, comp- help hospitals implement our technology and, um, and drive change over time. 
So that's okay. So that that's that's a big, huge problem to solve, right? And, and so you mentioned a few things there. So you mentioned software. I imagine there's a hardware component. You're you're dealing with operations. The, the these clients of yours then, these health systems. I mean, th- this isn't a small undertaking when you when you sign a new client. I imagine. No, it isn't. It's you know we we are selling an enterprise platform, um, and you know I think. I think we've, we've seen a massive, you know, opportunity for that in the market. Um, you know, as health systems, you know, hospitals have invested in electronic health records, you know, over the past decades, those have moved the whole industry from a very, um, you know, paper-based system to a digital system, but those are still systems of record. And I think as hospitals look to drive operational efficiency you know, just in, in you know in in response to you know a number of different macro factors, um, you know, but really trying to you know drive as much value out of the health system as possible, um, they're focused on addressing their operations in a new way, and that really kind of requires this enterprise approach, um, and that's really what we've set out to build. And so, you know, we've methodically built this you know complete system for automating care operations, but it is a large undertaking, and. You know, we start with hospitals in in different settings. Um, some some of the hospitals we work with um, are you know start kind of in the inpatient setting and are focused on patient flow. Um, other systems that we're focused on, you know, have you know operational challenges and want to focus on the perioperative space. And so um, we do kind of begin engagements from different angles. Um, you know, but it is a um, it, you know it, it is kind of a it takes a lot of change management to implement the technology and, you know, really, really fundamentally, we're helping to hardwire a lot of operational processes. Um, And so it's a fundamental shift in the way that, uh, that hospitals are operating. If you were to think about kind of like your textbook health system that you're helping out, what are the, the, the two or three like big problems you're solving for the patient? Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, the, maybe I'll share two examples, one on the inpatient and one on the perioperative side. So on the inpatient side, one of the challenges is around getting a patient out you know, safely and on time. There are numerous you know, reasons why you don't want to be in the hospital uh, longer than absolutely medically necessary. There's you know, hospital-acquired infections, um, you know, additional costs. It's just, you know, it's taking up a bed that another patient could actually use. Um, and so, you know, but but actually getting a patient out you know, safely and on time is a massive challenge. And today what happens is, you know, a patient gets admitted, um, their care progresses, but there's not a clear kind of date or plan from the, from the very beginning. And, you know, through research, you know, and, you know, some you know, widely known best practices in the industry, you know, and some additional research that Cuventus has done, you know, if, you know, we've determined if, if you actually set an early, uh, is create an early discharge plan, meaning you you set the estimated date of when a patient should go. Um, you then identify all the tasks that need to happen, and you automate those. Uh, you can more consistently get patients out, you know, safely and on time. So again, that's you know better for the hospital, better for the care team, and ultimately better for the patient as well. You know, as they're planning kind of their transition out of the hospital. So that's you know one massive you know opportunity that we help. Um, help health systems dress. And the other, you know, I would share is on the perioperative space. So, you know, right now, you know, about 30% of available OR time um, is often locked up. 
And it's really due to inefficient scheduling processes. You know, scheduling uh, a surgical case, you know, if you go to a, a surgeon and, um, you know, need, need a surgery, um, there will often be kind of a delay in actually getting into the hospital for that surgery. And a lot of that is due to you know, the inefficiencies in that scheduling process. Um, and so we're trying to, you know, help, help health systems unlock mo- more OR time. Um, and, and we do that, you know, through machine learning and identify when there's opportunity to um, actually free up time uh, much further in advance than, um, than what hospitals uh, do today. So right, right now, you know, if a, if a surgeon's not going to use kind of dedicated time that they have, um, uh, that they'll often release the time at the last minute. And then the hospital has to go scramble and say, Oh, like who could come in, you know, two days from now for surgery. Um, and that's just not, not efficient for the health system. It's not good for a patient experience. And so we'll actually free up that time in advance and then can help market that time to the, you know, the best fit surgeon, um, in advance as well. And, you know, so getting a patient in sooner to time that otherwise may have gone unused or would not have been optimally used as well. That makes sense. And and especially you, I like that example because that you kind of see is obviously good for the patient that's waiting for a surgery, but also good for the health system that's trying to kind of run a business, right? Because that, you know, it, that's an undeniable thing, right? That uh, I think a lot of people kind of forget about. Yeah, there's a lot of consultants that actually like love to go in and do, uh, you know, operating op- operating room kind of scheduling optimization. And I can't tell you how many PowerPoints and Excels we've seen, you know, trying to optimize that. And, you know, the truth is that, you know, it really does require kind of real time optimization. Um, and it's a it's a it's, you know, it's a tricky kind of you know, challenging problem to solve and relying on just manual intuition and manual processes um, is not a winning strategy. It it doesn't kind of translate to the results that you want. It puts a lot of burden on the actual scheduling teams. It drives a lot of dissatisfaction with surgeons. And so that's really the, the opportunity for technology to come in, kind of create a true marketplace for OR time. And it really you know, creates value, I think, for all the different stakeholders involved. Yeah, and that's uh, and I get why you would need to attack it from not just not just a people perspective, not just a technology perspective, not just a logistics. There's a lot of moving pieces. Um, and okay, so I and I and I, I think those are two really good examples because that kind of paints the picture for what Qventus does. I guess the the thing that I'm curious about is kind of like why now, right? So, um, well, I guess why is the opportunity? Yeah, I guess just why now? Why is this available now as opposed to kind of 10 years ago? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, you know, I think if you go back, you know, 10 years, health systems, you know, many health systems had electronic health records. Some were transitioning or kind of upgrading. Um, I think, you know, there was still very nascent, you know, artificial intelligence and machine learning usage in, in the healthcare space. And I think what's evolved over the past you know, decade is, you know, a, a much deeper understanding of how to apply those technologies, you know, to the space. And, um, and I think we've seen that in a couple of ways. I think, um, you know, I think there's, you know, been an, a, an adoption of automation kind of first in more back office settings. And so you have, um, you know, you have robotic uh, process automation that's helped with very administrative tasks and health systems, you know, have, you know, started to adopt that. 
um, and then have you know have had you know many successes there. There's also been use of AI kind of at the bedside for you know clinical diagnoses or uh, medications. But there's like there's this massive space then of just how the hospital runs, you know, where I think there's you know this convergence of automation and AI to help address th- those challenges. And then, you know, I think you know more recently too. You know, hospitals have always addressed operational challenges, you know, with different process improvement initiatives or, you know, trying to create different you know, tools within their electronic health medical records and, you know, and, and really have needed to address operation, operations in a different way. So, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic exposed these challenges um, in many ways. We saw hospitals at capacity and we now see these massive you know, staffing challenges and staffing shortages. And so, you know, at the core, you know, hospitals are now kind of very acutely, you know, aware of the shortcomings of, of the way they were working before. And this has put even more of a spotlight, I think, on the need to get you know, really world class operations. Yeah. So, so Ryan, that, that's a that's a really big kind of problem you guys are trying to solve. And if you think about kind of, uh, I guess, Cuventus from kind of like two lenses, one is like the technology side and then the other is the people side or the integration side or the customer success side. How big of an undertaking is it for you, uh, for you as you're kind of like onboarding a new a new uh, a new healthcare system? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, ultimately, we believe, you know, the, the technology you know, is driving the you know, underlying efficiency, you know, but that comes with, you know, adoption of kind of new processes and, um, and kind of hardwiring the workflows, you know, with that technology. And so, you know, the, the bulk of the lift is, you know, certainly more in the deployment. So, you know, we'll, we'll help, um, we'll, you know, and we'll, so during the deployment, you know, after, you know, some of the, uh, technical integration. We'll then work with teams to actually coach them to use the technology, um, and you know, and then you know we'll have a go live and and a pretty um, you know high touch um, experience kind of after go live, you know, and then over time, you know, the health system becomes more self sustaining. But we work with the health system, you know, to you know fine tune that implementation. You know, where there are, you know some additional opportunities you know, to drive you know engagement with the technology. Um, because we know engagement will drive the outcomes that they want. And then we also are working with the health systems really from a partnership standpoint to understand where are there, you know, further opportunities to unlock value, you know, through your operations. And so, um, so the, yeah, the, you know, the, the people side, um, I mean, we, we think of our work as a partnership and, uh, from, you know, from the start and, you know, that does come through, you know, the people side of the deployment, but then just the ongoing relationship and, um, really establishing that trust and you know coming to the table with with shared interests of helping the health system you know, drive as much value as possible for for the system and, and teams and patients. So that's that's really interesting, Ryan. Um, yeah, I guess you know I guess the the thing that I'd be kind of like interested too is like um, if you think about kind of like the 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 people component, right? Like how how are you picking that up? Um, you know, as you onboard kind of a, a new client or a new health system. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think the you know we we think of this as a partnership from the start, and you know I think that operates kind of at all levels of our interactions. When you know we we first you know work through the technical integration, um, and so have teams that that partner kind of on the technical side, um, and then we have you know customer success you know team and clinical operations team 
that work with the health system end users uh, to actually implement the technology. And so our coaching teams to use the technology, help them build it into their workflows. Um, and then, you know, our teams, you know, stay with them over time really to fine tune um, the way that they're engaging with the technology to drive outcomes. And we're also working with the teams and leadership to identify new opportunities for value creation over time. Um, and so there is kind of the, the initial deployment phase, but then we we think of it as kind of you know value enhancement over time. Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And something that I continue to hear as I talk to folks in tech is that, okay, you know, we obviously lead with technology, but there is like this really important kind of um, an initial kind of like upfront work that needs to be done, you know, getting on both sides, getting on the same side as the of the table as the client and working together to kind of like really, truly make it a success, both to drive outcomes for them as, 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 as well as in your case uh, for patients as well. Um, some of those, uh, some of those things I actually kind of saw on your guys's website, um, which gets to a little bit of what you do for Cuventus. Um, so you you lead marketing, so I I can only imagine kind of what what that's like. But um, I, I guess I would love to hear a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I lead our enterprise marketing. I report to our chief marketing officer, um, and. You know, my focus is on helping to tell our message and our narrative out in the market. And that manifests through you know, thought leadership content, um, through um, different for through PR and communications, um, and also through customer marketing, helping our, our customers actually you know, talk about their successes and lessons learned in the market as well. Um, you know, I work really closely uh, with you know, product marketing on our team, um, our head of demand gen, um, you know, and, and previously I was uh, more focused on the product marketing side. And so that was actually my entry point um, into marketing at Cuventus as well. And, you know, my, uh, you know, given that we're a, a growing startup, I've had the opportunity to wear, you know, many different hats. And so uh, my role has evolved over time. And that's, uh, you know, that's part of what's been really exciting to me at the company. Yeah, so Ryan, that that's really interesting. Um, so I guess strategically, how, I mean, how do you think about marketing for Cuventus? Well, I think it really you know comes down to having a fully integrated marketing strategy and motion, and that stop that starts with you know your go to market strategy, you know, and and the company overall strategy and positioning, and so you know then I think that translates to you know how you think about your your category. And your overall, you know, messaging for each of your your products, and it translates, you know, down to you know the the full kind of marketing funnel. Um, so driving awareness upstream through different content um, and events, uh, helping you know the actual evaluation process, you know, for for new customers, you know, in in different pitch decks and sales enablement, um, and then also you know for existing customers. Helping to capture those stories and you know build champions out in the market, you know to talk about you know their successes. So I think it's really about you know and then and then it's also kind of building the foundational infrastructure that then supports kind of all of that. Um, so I think it's really an integrated approach. But I think um, you know starts again kind of with the company overall strategy um, and has a lot of you know ties into all the different functions in the company as well. And some of the most interesting stuff that I've seen you guys do is actually having real 
customers or, or clients of yours talk about Cuventus and what it's done? It, it, it was really neat to hear. Um, how, how did you how did you all put that together, or where did you think of that approach? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. You know, I think that's actually probably one of my favorite parts of my job because I feel like we're you know helping a you know how helping one of our kind of customers tell their own story to the market um, really I think is you know proof point of impact and it's it's an exciting moment and and you know I think if for you know when I think about you know the opportunity it's it's not so much about Qventus but it's about the actual customer's success. What have they been able to achieve you know, th- through their work and, you know, with using our technology, but what is the impact that they've actually been able to make? Um, and and how have we helped them be successful? And I think that's both an organizational level, but it's also at a very human person to person level um, as well. And, you know, so, you know, you know, coming back to, to your question on just how we've made that work, you know, I think, you know, first of all, you have to you have to be, you actually have to make them successful. And that, um, that depends on the whole company, um, you know, and the, everything kind of working and setting them up for that success. Uh, it, you know, then we just get to help tell the story. Um, you know, I think helping champions, you know, find venues that are relevant to them, whether it's different events or forums or publications, uh, I think is, you know, finding kind of the right channels is important. But then also, you know, what is the right message that they want to share with the market, you know, that also aligns with with what we want to share as well. Um, and that's that's kind of another aspect of it. So this is, you know, manifested through you know, different speaking engagements, um, webinars, you know, thought leadership, case study videos um, in a variety of different formats. Uh, but again, I think it all comes back to uh, thinking about the messaging that you both want to bring to the market and then um, what's the right a channel and, and form to do that. I and I love that approach because uh, you, those those kind of stories and like uh, the human element really comes through in, in the material that you guys are putting out and 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 and, and, and like you know, like I don't know how I know but it's pretty clear that it's genuine right and I, and I think like that's that's something that like people pick up on right and it's it, it, it's like you only know it when when you see something that is not genuine right and and, and I love all the stuff that you guys all the content that you guys have put out there because it, it is all very real it doesn't feel contrived it it, 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 it genuinely kind of like resonates with me who knows basically nothing about kind of healthcare and hospital systems no I appreciate that and I think you know, I think it's true in any industry, you know, authenticity matters. Uh, I think it's especially true in healthcare. There's a lot at stake. Um, you're thinking about patients' lives. And, you know, as you think about technology, there's a lot of nuances in how it's adopted. And, um, you know, it's important for us that the authentic perspectives, you know, come through. And so, um, you know, I think the the piece that I would add is that, you, you know, helping someone tell their story um, is also a bit of an art though, you know, and, you know, a lot of times if, if an individual hasn't had an opportunity to do so, there's kind of that coaching aspect up front, um, of helping them, you know, take a step back, understand what were they trying to solve? How did they do it? You know, and then what were their outcomes? Um, and, and so there's, there's certainly kind of that activation that I think, um, you can help support in the market as well from a marketing perspective. That's really cool. And, 
So one of the reasons I was really excited about having you on here too um, is because I thought our listeners would find kind of your career path to get to to get to the thing that you're doing now pretty interesting, right? So it's like if, if I'm leaving management consulting, the things that you just walked us through, it's not something that I go, oh yeah, I, I could do that. How the heck did you get to kind of like where you're at? I and 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 how did you get interested in healthcare? How did you get interested in marketing? Like kind of what took you here? Yeah, it's a funny story actually. So you know, as you were alluding to, I spent you know a lot of you know the the first kind of part of my career at at Boozing Company and then Innosight, um, in consulting. I think you know looking back, my favorite classes in undergrad and grad school were marketing, but. I wasn't jumping at marketing jobs right off the bat because I, you know, was very, very interested in um, in consulting. Um, you know, I think consulting gave me a really good foundational toolkit, you know, from an analytics um, as well as a storytelling perspective. And you know, the I guess I'll kind of take the healthcare and maybe the marketing, you know, pieces separately. I think you know from a healthcare kind of industry focused perspective. So I've always been very interested in the medical space you know, from an early age, um, you know, and that that's always you know just growing around. You know, my my mom's a nurse and um, had a lot of you know, elderly folks in uh, in my family who were always in the hospital. Uh, so I was just always very fascinated by that space, and um, and I think I'd you know explored different ways to you know, come to the healthcare space. Um, but as I was you know thinking about leaving consulting, you know, it was important for me to like, that was kind of my jumping off point to have that industry focus. Um, you know, and I really saw, you know, when I, when I was leaving consulting, you know, I saw kind of this emergence of healthcare technology and saw, uh, found that to be a really compelling, interesting place to get into. Um, so the first startup I joined, was more in a wear all hats, uh, product strategy, you know, turning that into product marketing type role. Um, and then, you know, when I was actually exploring joining Cuventus, you know, I first of all was very, you know, very interested in our mission, um, and really felt connected with, uh, with the team as well. Um, and it actually was kind of by happenstance that I got connected with the chief marketing officer at that time. And, you know, her and I had some conversations around my interests and my experience. And I said, you know, I, I hadn't actually thought about joining on the marketing side, but from what you were describing, this feels like a really exciting fit. And, um, you know, so I took a, a bit of a, I guess, leap of faith on that. Um, and it's funny because it feels like such a natural place uh, for me. I think the the marketing side it plays both into kind of the left brain um, analytics, you know, and then combines that with the right brain kind of creative storytelling side, um, you know, that I think is, is just a core part of who I am. And so it's been a very natural fit for me from a functional perspective, but, you know, wasn't you know super obvious to me right off the bat. Um, I think a lot of you know, consultants go into um, in the, in the tech space will go into more uh, direct client facing roles, you know, either on kind of a customer success team or partnerships, or even on the sales side, um, you know, and and I think there's there's massive opportunities in marketing or even product functions that consultants don't think of off the bat, um, you know, perhaps just due to exposure, but um, I think can be kind of a, a super interesting um, you know place to place and kind of entry point you know after consulting. 
the um, no, especially the the part you just mentioned about storytelling, right? I think that's something that that we probably don't realize that we're learning when we're doing consulting, right? It, it's it's, but it, it is the whole job. Um, in consulting, you're usually doing it with data or you know analytics, right? But but you are telling a story, right? Um, and then I I also I. I, I get what you mean about the kind of like the left brain, left brain, right brain kind of um, part of the job. Um, I've always, like I said, I, I've always been scared of marketing because because I, I feel like it's, again, a lot more art than science. But I the, the way that you've kind of broken it down to me, both in this chat as well as kind of like offline, makes so much sense to me. And, and I, I get that. I get that there's a real structure behind it, but then there's also kind of like a softer kind of like human element. And it, 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 to me, it seems like obvious that it's a natural fit for you having, having known you. Yeah. And I think on the, the storytelling part, you know, in, in consulting, right, you're going into a new engagement, you know, framing up the challenge, doing some analysis to help solve that, you know, proposing solutions back and trying to get, you know, buy-in. I think it's really similar kind of from the marketing standpoint. The I think the piece that's different is you're, you know, helping a you know client to actually, you know, think about a problem space that they may have addressed in the past but in a new way. Um and kind of, you know, helping to you know, helping to drive awareness that you know they may have had this massive challenge, you know, there's there's going to be kind of winners or losers, you know, of addressing that that challenge. You know, and here's kind of the path that they can take um, and a new approach they can take to make them successful. Um, so certainly a, a lot of analogies, but I think it's uh, I think the you know being in the marketing role versus the consultant role is um, I think that's where the the results matter even more because uh, you don't get to step away as a client, but are actually you know responsible for delivering a, a sale or a renewal or um, or helping to you know drive you know greater like share of voice in the market um uh you know the the end kind of results matter more so i was just about to ask what's the what's like kind of like the missing ingredient from consulting like where did you have to kind of like uh i, I guess you know take 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 your medicine a little bit yeah it's another great question i think consulting provides a it provided me with a just a fantastic foundational toolkit right for analytics for um, you know, for the storytelling aspect as well, you know, and there's also a kind of rigor in the way of working as well, that I think is really, you get that discipline through consulting. I think the piece that, you know, I've appreciated a lot more of kind of being on the other side is that, you know, strategy is one thing, but execution is another. And to execute on a strategy there, you need to be so considerate about, you know, what are your available resources that you have to work with and what constraints are you working with and what's kind of the time boundary that you need to execute on. And, you know, understanding kind of the, the art and science of how to bring all those together, you know, and, you know, execute and deliver something, um, I think can be, you know, is you don't get as much exposure to kind of on the consulting side. Um, it's more than just like a PowerPoint and slides, but it's actually, you know, landing a new customer or, you know, pushing out a new campaign. And it's that, I, I think it's that execution art that, um, you know, I think is, is really kind of a, a really valuable skill to take to the next level.
Yeah, and it's funny too, and and I'm guilty of this too. But in in consulting, like implementation or execution is almost like a bad a bad word, and we were we were like a bit snobbish about like, oh, I only do strategy, and it's like you you get into the real world, and you're kind of like, what 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 the hell does that do for you? Uh, it, it's 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 a it's a good place to start, but uh, it's not gonna a good strategy is not gonna get you anywhere if you can't do anything with it. So, um. No, that that's uh, that's a, a point well taken, and uh, um, and uh, I guess um, Ryan, what advice would you give to someone that is thinking about kind of like leaving consulting and either wanting to go into kind of like a, a role like you have, um, not necessarily focused on healthcare, but uh, you know, a marketing kind of a strategic marketing role? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think I think as if you're in consulting and looking at new opportunities, you know, in the marketing space. Um, I mean, there's a couple of different dimensions that you can think about, you know, do, um, is there an industry vertical that you're very interested in that you have experience in? Um, is there a you know, type of company that you want to work for as well? Something more established or a large company uh, versus early stage and growth. And I think you need to be, you know, deliberate about, you know, what, you know, what, what you're, you know, preference and, you know, where, where, where you have appetite for, uh, first of all, um, I think though, even more importantly is to think about as as you're making that type of transition think about, you know, who is the leader and team that you can work with. And ultimately, you know, if you're making that transition from consulting into marketing, you know, surrounding yourself with others that you can learn from and, you know, that will enable you to be successful and contribute, I think will be a a huge determinant of, of success in the long term. Um, And so that would be kind of the, the lens that I would, I would recommend for anyone, regardless of kind of where you fall in industry or stage of company, you know, think about who you can learn from um, and surround yourself with, um, you know, to set you up for success. And, and, um, you know, whether it's, you know, an entry point into product marketing, which can be a really natural fit for consultants, you know, or, um, you know, or, or something else. I think, I think team matters a lot. That's such a great point. I talk to folks literally every day and, and it's not their fault, but like when candidates are considering different options, it's the number one thing that they want to talk about is base salary and bonus. Right. And it's like, it's like, yes, that matters. Don't get me wrong. That, that is the thing that probably, you know, it probably matters the most. But there's just like a total lack of kind of like I would say focus on kind of like vetting the other side, right? So you're about to take a job with someone you're going to spend a ton of time with. You should you should think through like what 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 that means. You're going to be spending most of your waking hours with that person, um, and and it matters not not just in the short term, but kind of can can have ripple uh, long term effects. Okay, so last question, and we ask all of our guests this, what book recommendations you have? And it doesn't have to be related to anything we talk about today. We, we, we get a lot of oddball suggestions. I guess one thing that, one book that I was going to recommend is uh, is Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Um, this has been a you know book that I've kind of kept back pocket in, in my uh, marketing career, you know, and just how to actually frame a story, you know, in the market. Um, and clarifying you know, your, your message you know, for customers. So that's, that's one. Um, the other piece that I, uh, the other book that I really like is atomic habits, um, and just the art of habit building. So kind of more from a, 
you know, self-development perspective. I found that super valuable. Um, I've tried to implement some of those practices in, in my own life. At the risk of sounding cliche, I, I love the book Atomic Habits too. It uh, it ex- it explains why a lot of my faults uh, <laughs> and shortcomings, uh, things that I do wrong on a daily basis. So, uh, no, I like that book. Um, Ryan, thanks so much for for joining us today. Um, so if if listeners want to learn more about Cuventus or learn more about what you guys are doing, what what should you know, how should they find you? What should they look up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I would certainly direct folks to, you know, learn about our, you know, go, go to our website, um, learn more about what we do. We have a lot of, um, a lot of materials about, you know, the health, uh, health system impact as well. Um, you know, and read some of the stories and video and watch some of the videos that we have. Um, that's probably the best place just to, to learn about the true impact of what we're doing. Awesome. Cool. And that's www.qventus.com. That's right. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Um, well, Thank you uh, so much for, for joining us today. Um, and for, for our listeners, um, uh, first-time listeners, if you want to subscribe uh, to get alerted of future podcasts, go ahead and do so. Um, and then if you uh, want to look up past episodes, check out www.beyondconsulting.info. And if you want to get in touch uh, with ECA Partners, that's eca-partners.com. Um, but until next week, uh, Ryan, thanks so much, and, and, and we'll, we'll talk to you then. Thanks so much, Ken. 